Hello, all my littles and my bigs. It's Barbara Jarabek here with the Marvel of My Ordinary Life, episode number 13. Tony Dog and Fat Cat. What do they have in common? Or do they have anything in common? Today's episode is dedicated to my friend Lenny, who is not feeling the greatest. I just wanted to give her something fun to listen to, and this is a pretty cute story. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Barbara who grew up to be a bigger girl named Barbara. She always wanted to live at the beach. If she had to move away from home, it was the beach she wanted to live at with seashells and foggy days and sweatshirts and walking down to the pier. I found the cutest little place to stay. It was up from the beach, only a couple blocks. So really every morning I would go walk on the beach, collect seashells, say hi to the fishermen on the pier, watch the seals and the sea otters. It was super, super cool. Well, one morning I I was walking a friend's dog for them. I had a very old man who lived across the street, and I often walked his dog. Well, I was walking his dog, minding my own business. A few cars were going by here and there. When I hear a car pull up behind me, and the door open, and I look back, and he is literally, this dude is pushing a puppy out the door of the car. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I grab the puppy, which was not teeny tiny as big as your hands. It was, you know, a pretty big puppy that you had to actually scoop up. So I scooped up the puppy, this super cute brown and black puppy. It looked like a little Doberman. And the guy drives off yelling, I see you had one dog, yippee, now you have two. And he just drives away. So now I have two. What's funny, you all, it never occurred to me that I would have to get rid of the puppy. My apartment didn't allow dogs, yet it never, even not even for a blink of an eye, crossed my mind that I would have to get rid of the dog because my apartment didn't let me keep dogs. I thought, oh man, now I'm going to have to move because I won't be able to keep the dog here. They don't let you have animals, so I guess I'm going to have to move. And I love my apartment. That was how I got Tony Dog. I was just like, okay carry this puppy home squirming and licking my face and really happy not to be with a scary dude, I ended up having to move to a super cool house, you all. It was mostly made of glass. It was a project that this architectural student had created and his parents built it for him. It was at a place called Palo Colorado Canyon off Highway 1 past Carmel. It was pretty cool. Tony Dog could run around outside. She lived in my very cool room with me. It had skylights and glass all the way across, like up above on the ceiling. It was super, super cool. We lived there for a while, but eventually it was super far to get to. So to have friends over, you had to drive like 20 minutes down the coast often in the winter, there'd be storms and a lot of really, really windy weather where small cars like a tiny little Volkswagen, things like that, could actually be blown off the cliff. So after about a year, I moved back to Carmel. Tony Dog and I lived the life. We would go to the beach Every day after work, she would go swimming, she would chase the seagulls, she'd climb the cliff with me and go down to our favorite beach and collect seashells. It was so beautiful, really, really had a great life. Eventually, we moved back to the Bay Area and I met a handsome young 
pilot, a Navy pilot, whose name was Daniel and who I ended up marrying. But the dude flies all the way back to Chicago to go to grad school. Then he asked me to marry him. Tony Dog and I moved to Chicago. I had to knock her little self out to get on the plane. And when we got there, the poor dog, one moment she's on the beach in California, the next moment she's waking up in Chicago during a blizzard. It is snowing like crazy. She's never seen snow. She's like, what are we doing here? What is going on? That was quite a shock to both of us, actually. We get to the apartment where we're going to live. We are living on the top floor. As we go up, I'm in the elevator. Why does it go from 1 to 12, skips 13, and then goes to 14? And Daniel said, well, actually, technically, we live on the 13th floor, but because it's bad luck, they call it the 14th floor, which is so funny. So we lived on the 13th slash 14th floor with Tony Dog. Tiny little apartment. There was no room for a couch. There was room for two chairs, a lamp, a desk, and a tiny, tiny little dining table. The kitchen was so small that it didn't even have room for a toaster. It was super, super tiny. Well, when it was winter time and you take your dog for a walk, once she's been inside the building and you have a humidifier on to keep moisture in the air because in that cold air, boy, does your skin go crazy. It gets really dried out and cracky. So pretty much everybody I knew had a humidifier. It kept moisture in the air. Well, when you have a black dog that's been inside, and you now take her outside to go potty and it's freezing cold, probably 27 degrees, she walks outside and she turns white instantly because all the moisture on her coat freezes. You could actually snap her hair. It was now frozen little pieces of hair crazy. I remember taking her for walks and she would like go potty. Like she would go poop and you're supposed to pick up the poop. You couldn't even find the poop because it would sink in the snow because they're little hot poop bombs. They're just like, and I'd be the little girl from California who's been trained. You're supposed to pick up after your dog. So I am. Nobody else is. I noticed all these other people in the city are just letting their dogs poopity doop everywhere and they are not picking up after their dog. Let me tell you all. Once that snow melted, oh, oh, I can't even, it was just like, ugh, there was poop everywhere. It was disgusting. That was my memory of living in Chicago with a dog. Pick up your poop, people. As spring came, the snow melted. We took Tony Dog a lot of times down to the lake and she could swim in the water, play on the shore. There was so much grassy areas. And Daniel, one day, he was very into running and decided to put her on the leash and run along the shore. Well, the grassy area and the lake are right up against Lakeshore Drive. It might as well be a freeway, six lanes of traffic. There was a very short fence that divided the grass from Lakeshore Drive. Every so often, there'd be a break in the fence. So if somebody's car broke down or whatever, they would just look for the break in the fence and be able to cross safely to the grass. I'm walking, just strolling along while Daniel's running ahead with Tony Dog when all of a sudden, Tony Dog realizes, hey, where's mom? She's not with me. She kind of panics, looks around, runs in front of Daniel, 
trips him. <gasps> he goes flying. He drops the leash. Tony Dog turns around, dashes madly back up the pathway to where she remembers I was. Well, she doesn't actually have a very good memory of where I was because she is zigging and zagging. And I can see that she could easily zig and zag right through the opening of the fence onto Lakeshore Drive and get hit by a car. And I started screaming. I was crazy screaming. Tony Dog, no. Tony Dog, come. Tony, come here, girl. Tony Dog. And this guy who I will never know who he was, but this guy on the pathway heard me, saw Tony Dog running, starts clapping his hands, gets down on his knees and goes, hey, Tony, like in a real calm voice, hey, Tony Dog, come here, girl, come here. She runs over to him frantically looking back and forth, but close enough where he was able to grab her collar, which come to think of it at this moment was pretty brave because she looks like a Doberman and a Doberman is not a dog that you would typically grab the collar of. They're not exactly known to be sweet and cuddly. Tony Dog was very sweet and cuddly, but most of them are not. So this guy grabs her. Daniel's running back down the pathway trying to catch her. He sees this guy and is like, oh my gosh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And poor Daniel, I'm sure his knees were cut up and bloody, but we were both so glad to have Tony Dog back. Well, we get back to the apartment. We are talking about, oh my gosh, how scary that was. I'm sure I was crying because what am I? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a big crier. (laughs) Get back to the apartment. We are getting ready to get on the elevator and right next to the elevator is where you get your mail. So we had dropped Tony Dog's leash. We were gathering our mail and whatever boxes were at the door. When the elevator doors open, we're picking up our things. Tony Dog's like, oh, oh, look, the doors are open. She gets on the elevator and the doors close. Whoa, no, Tony Dog's in the elevator by herself. And someone up above has pushed the button to call the elevator. We have just put a Doberman on the elevator to ride it by herself. Up she's going. I don't know how far she went up, but then I hear her barking. Well, thankfully, there are two sets of elevators. Daniel pushes the button for one set. I push the button for the other set. We both get on. He's getting off on the odd number floors. I'm getting off on the even number floors, calling her and calling her. I can hear her barking. So I think she's actually out of the elevator now on a floor somewhere. You all imagine calling for an elevator, you know, la la la, I've got shopping to do. I'll call for the elevator. The door's open and a Doberman runs out. Ah! The visual of that cracks me up. Eventually, we get off on one of the floors. I think it was like the 10th floor. And there she is going, hey, where you all been? So we did get Tony Dog back. So we lived in Chicago a couple years with her. And then it was time to move back to the Bay Area. And oh, our first house, thankfully, lucky Tony Dog. She ended up with a yard and everything was great again. That's the story of Tony Dog. The story of Fat Cat is a completely different story. Fat Cat was a big, fat, orange striped cat with a white belly. He lived in a candy store along with about 20 other big, fat 
cats with white bellies and orange stripes. He was a stuffed animal. Fat Cat was one of many, many, many fat cats at a candy store across the street from an Italian restaurant in San Francisco. It was a restaurant where we used to like to go there for special celebrations. Every time we would eat there, we'd cross the street afterwards. My kids at the time were four years old and 12 years old, and we would cross the street to the candy store. They would each get a paper bag. They could fill their paper bag with whatever they could get in that little paper bag. I would let them buy so much candy. But you know what? It's not like we went there every week. The last time we were there, Daniel was buying fudge because that's what he liked. I was buying honeycomb because that's what I liked. The kids were buying all this wrapped crazy candy and all this sour patchy stuff. And then, oh, from the back of the store, I see this big overflowing barrel display of fat cats orange fat cats. And I don't know what it was about those cats, but they were so cute and their little bellies. And I know I was like 50 some years old. I don't need a fat cat, but it was so cute. And I really was like going on about how cute those cats were. Well, when we left the store, my son Nickleby said, I'm going to go back in because I want to get one more kind of candy and I didn't get it. And I'm going to go back in and get it. He went back in and he bought me a fat cat. And he didn't just buy any fat cat, I'm sure. He looked at all of them to find the one with the sweetest face. You know, you all, even if there's 30 fat cats, if you look at their faces, they are all stuffed just a little bit different and have different expressions. So he picked his most favorite fat cat, walks out of the store, walks up to me, fat cat. And that's how Fat Cat came to be. I love that cat. He sits on my bed with a stuffed animal, Bennington, that I got while I was in Chicago. The two of them sit there. Tess has been known to chew up Bennington. She has not chewed up Fat Cat yet, although she really likes to bring him to me sometimes. No, no, no. We don't carry Fat Cat around. Fat Cat's super sweet to have when you're not feeling well, when you're sad, and you're kind of cold or spooky dookied at night. There is always fat cat to cuddle up with. Anyway, you all, that is the story of Tony Dog and Fat Cat. See you later. Bye.